Huddling up with Upper Cumberland coaches and players. The York Institute Dragonettes take down Watertown. The season comes to a close for the Jackson County Lady Blue Devils, while the Cookville Cavaliers get set to battle Hendersonville in the region tournament. From ucsportsnation.com, this is the High School Playbook. Upper Cumberland's place to talk prep sports. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. Quality products, a high level of workmanship. Mountain Barn Builders, storage buildings, animal shelters, gazebos. Visit Highway 127 between Jamestown and Clark Range. The high school basketball postseason is in full swing as region tournament play got underway Friday night. On the girls' side of the high school basketball schedule, good morning from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive in Cookville. I'm Tom Duggan for the High School Playbook. Plenty to talk about on this Saturday morning. Lots of results to review, lots of coaches and players to talk to this morning. Let's get right to it. Let's revisit the region tournament quarterfinal scores from Friday night. We'll start out at Class 1A Region 3. Van Buren County gets it done. Well, the easy way, via forfeit, Chattanooga Girls Leadership Academy decided to forfeit their game, so Van Buren County gets an automatic berth into the semifinals where they will take on Copper Basin on Monday night. In Class 1A Region 4, Hallie Buford got 15 points, while Briley Burchett reached 1,000 points for her career. Clay County over Merrill Heights, 76-25. Ella Kate Keesling scored 18 points to lead Pickett County past East Robertson, 73-59. Moving on to Class 2A, Region 3, York Institute with 19 points from Gabby Beatty blows out Watertown 55-20. York Institute will move on to take on Cannon County Monday night. We'll talk to Coach Michael Green and members of the York Institute Dragonettes coming up in just a few moments. Smith County blows out Monterey 81-41. Adeline Klaus with 15 points in the loss for Monterey. The season over for Jackson County as well. They travel to Westmoreland, one of the top teams in the state in Class 2A, and come out on the short end of a 51-23 score. Class 3A Region 4, Upperman gets 14 from Abigail Johnson to beat Tullahoma, 44-36. Tough night for White County. After finishing as runners-up in the District 7-3A tournament, White County gets a visit from the top team in the state, Page, and they come out on the short end of a 72-51 score as the season over for the White County Warriorettes. Livingston Academy gets 10 points from Ellie Butler and Aaliyah Melton. They hold off Lawrence County, 45-37 in order to advance. Cumberland County, who won District 7-3A's regular season championship, they fall in overtime last night to Lincoln County, 49-48. to Class 4A Region 3, it was Warren County holding off Feisty Cleveland in a good game last night, 44-41. And in Cookville, the Lady Cavaliers get back on course, 17 points from Jordan Gillis as they top Hendersonville, 63-34. Right now, let's travel back and talk about the York Institute Dragonettes. Head Coach Michael Green and members of the York Institute Dragonettes here with us at Chick-fil-A this morning. Coach, first of all, congratulations on a big win last night and uh, Seems like looking at that score, everything went pretty well for your ball club last night. Uh, yeah, thanks for having us, number one. We uh, came out from the TF last night uh, really well offensively right, right from the get-go, and I think we held them to uh, 20 points for the game. Uh, really solid defensively. We got after it, trapped, trapped quite a bit, uh, two or three quarters there. Uh, got a lot of players in, and it was a 
really good performance offensively and defensively for everyone. Anytime you can hold an appointment or an opponent to 20 points in the postseason, Coach, that's quite an accomplishment. Is defense something you kind of put a lot of emphasis on, maybe just a little bit more once you get into the postseason? Yeah, we we played uh, played a little differently than we normally do. We normally play uh, more half-court style defense. Uh, we kind of got out and pressed and trapped uh, Watertown after watching some film on them. I thought that would be best. Uh, for what we needed to do, and, and the girls did a really good job adjusting and, uh, you know, doing doing what they needed to do and getting after it, being really active, and we've got nine players back now, so we kind of ran some more ladies in there and uh, got everybody some playing time and really locked down defensively. Is it kind of a help to be a little bit familiar with the teams in that other district because you were in a district last year with Watertown and McCannon County and some of those teams you're going to be matching up with? Yeah, we knew what we knew. Uh, Watertown, we played them several times last year. Uh, as we got Cannon County Monday night, we uh, had those, had them last year too, Smith County as well. Westmoreland's kind of an unknown. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it, it really helps out. We knew, we knew more about our, uh, our opponents from the other region than we did their own <laughs> district. So, yeah. It's been beneficial. Big changes certainly this year in District 5-2A. Coach, you've played some great basketball coming down the home stretch of the regular season. Do you feel like this team is really firing on all cylinders right now? I feel like we're playing the best we have so uh, so far this season. Uh, we've got uh, got a different starting lineup with Emmy Crabtree, who's down here. Uh, she's she stepped in. Uh, Lacey Patton, she got injured. and Emmy stepped up, and she's really improved here in the last couple of weeks, and hopefully she'll continue doing that. Uh, but I feel like every night, you know, we have the weapons offensively and defensively. Our defense is our strong point, and uh, that's that's our that's our key. But uh, we've got several weapons on the, on the floor each night, and I think I think everybody's starting to realize that when we play like we can, we're we're going to be tough to beat. We do have three members of the York Institute Dragonettes here with us this morning at Chick-fil-A. We'll start out with Gabby Beatty. Gabby, the leading scorer last night in uh, the victory over Watertown. Gabby, just to talk about the emotions as you got started in the game against Watertown last night. Um, I think we all come out excited, and like Coach Green said, we were all just focused on defense, you know, put defense first, and just like that we were up. It was like – I know it was like 9-0 to zero at one point in the first quarter, but um, – I mean, we were just kind of rolling and just a lot of energy out there. How do you personally get mentally prepared for big games, particularly when you are in postseason play? And like last night, it's winter go home. Um, we just try to focus on the little things we have to do to win, like defense, rebounding, uh, things like that. And uh, Coach Train always emphasizes just taking things one game at a time. And we try not to overlook anybody. What are some things that you've worked on in your individual game this season in particular and areas to improve? Um, we've definitely worked on uh, getting it in the post more, trying to get more of our threes off of kickouts, and definitely defense. Uh, that's something we emphasize a lot. You see a familiar foe coming up Monday night. Of course, Watertown, a former district opponent. Cannon County coming up on Monday night. What do you know about them right now? And uh, how familiar do you feel you are with Cannon County? We're pretty familiar with Cannon County. I mean, we've played them uh, twice the past two years I've been here. So we kind of know what they do, and we kind of know who they have. And uh, we're excited. We're excited to play. Let's bring to the microphone the lone senior, Sage Smith, that's with us this morning. And uh, Sage, being the senior on the team, that kind of makes you one of the leaders, the ones that uh, the younger players look up to. How do you embrace that leadership role? 
Um, I love that role, personally. Um, I'm always giving the girls rides and stuff, and I like to just take them in under my wing and be nice to them and try to help them become a better player since I've played four years in high school and I can help them with things like that. Going back to your freshman year, what do you feel like has been the biggest area that you've individually improved in your game? Um, Probably my defense for sure and my confidence with the ball. My freshman year, I was like always really nervous and I've gotten more confident with it and I've been better at defense and tried to work at that. What do you like most about this team in terms of it be a camaraderie or something on the court or even off the court? We've stuck together this year and we've gotten closer than we've ever been and we're a pretty small team so it's like we're all just so tight in it and I love that about us. Going back to the start of the season, what were some of the goals that you all discussed that you would like to accomplish as a team this year? Well, we wanted to remain a family, number one, and we've done that. And we wanted to be district champions, and we've done that. And we wanted to be um, one of the best defensive teams, and I feel like we've worked at that and definitely accomplished that, and we've shown it on the court. What kind of emotions go through you realizing this is this is it for your high school basketball career? And, uh, of course, you keep winning. You could go a long way, but uh, uh, one loss somewhere along the way might end your season. How does that feel emotionally? It's surreal. Like, I was sitting in the locker room last night, and obviously I was thinking, we're going to come out. We're going to – we got this, you know. But it was thinking, if we lose this, I'm done. You know, <laughs> it's – it's weird to think about, but you just got to keep working and work hard and take advantage of every second you have out there. Absolutely. We wish you the best throughout the remainder of your senior season. We'll get to Emmy Crabtree, Jr., and uh, Coach just talked about uh, you joining the starting lineup and making some key contributions. Uh, what's the difference in being a starter on the team, maybe rather than coming off the bench and being a key contributor? Um, well, it's got me uh, like more energy to come out and help the team more and made me realize that I need to step up and become a big part and help us through the winnings and just a lot of energy coming through and it's a big difference. What do you like best about this basketball team? What uh, maybe something a little bit different do you see that you really enjoy about this team? Well like Sage said that We've remained a family, and we're all just real close, and um, that we always help each other out no matter what, off and on the court, and we're always there for each other. What's something on this team that, that you like on the court, something that you all have really emphasized this season that you really wanted to be good at? Um, moving the ball more and playing team ball. We've really um, done that, and that's a big deal with winning and everything. Emmy, being a junior, what are some things or some areas that you've seen improvement in your individual game? And what are some things you want to improve on your game moving forward? Um, I've really improved on my post moves a little bit. And um, I want to still improve on them. I have a lot of work to do on that part. All right, playing in the post, what what's a bigger thrill for you? Hitting a big bucket or getting a big block shot? Probably getting a block shot or... <laughs> Just being down there and scoring and just being able to get rebounds and stuff. 
Getting a block shot always gets the crowd fired up. You yeah. know, you got to enjoy that feeling. Any Crabtree, Sage Smith, Gabby Beatty, ladies, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Coach, we'll bring you back to the microphone. You get set for Cannon County coming up on Monday night. Again, somewhat of a familiar foe with the Lionettes having been a past district opponent for you. What do you see from Cannon County? Uh, we've not watched much Cannon County film yet. We're hoping to do that this weekend. I know they've got some good size inside. They've got three or four girls, you know, that are – uh, probably six foot, close. You know, maybe a little bit bigger. They've got a number ten uh, shooting guard. That's uh, she's supposed to be their better shooter. Uh, several familiar faces from what I've seen from last year. I know they lost uh, their number twenty five. She was one of their better players last year. But they've got some great size. And you know, I've already I told the girls last night. After, of course, we were focused on Watertown. And after we we beat Watertown. I said, you know, we've got to play fundamentally and box out every possession because with size like that, you know, if you're just standing around being lazy, if they've got any effort, you know, they're going to get the offensive rebound. They're going to keep it close. So we've, we've got to buckle down and really lock down defensively, and then hopefully the offense will take care of itself. Since the beginning of the season, folks have looked at York Institute and felt like this team is a state title contender. Do you feel like that this team can contend to get to Murfreesboro and vie for the Class 2A state championship? Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I knew this summer I thought I thought we would have a chance uh, after playing probably, I don't know, three or four games. We beat, you know, Lebanon. We beat some great teams down there. Uh, but potential doesn't it doesn't get you anywhere. You know, right. you got if we don't if we don't take care of Cannon County Monday night, it, it's all over with. But that being said, definitely have the potential to be a state contender and a state champion. But we've got to we can't be looking ahead. We've got to take these games one game at a time because you don't take care of them. It doesn't matter. Absolutely, Coach Michael Green, Emmy Crabtree, Sage Smith, Gabby Beatty from York Institute joining us this morning on the High School Playbook. Coach, thank you for being here today, and we wish you the absolute best moving forward. Hey, thanks for having us down. More basketball to come. We'll talk to Linus Martin of the Monterey Boys Basketball Program when we come back to the High School Playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Where the coaches hold their pre- and post-game meetings. The Mountain Barn Builders High School Playbook. The Monterey Wildcats get set to travel over to Carthage to take on Smith County tonight in the opener of the Region 3-2A tournament. Wildcats coach Linus Martin joining us this morning on the high school playbook. Coach, as you get set for a familiar foe in Smith County, your team coming off a big win over Bledsoe County Tuesday night in the district tournament consolation game. That after a tough loss to Jackson County last Friday. How proud are you of, were you of the team for bouncing back after that loss to Jackson County? Uh, very proud. Uh, Bledsoe is a very deceiving team when you look at their win-loss record haven't played a lot of games i don't even know if they played hardly any much at all before christmas uh, we called them after christmas you know first of january and beat them pretty good here uh and then went down there and it was a dog fight win by one and then we knew it would be tough they'd been playing well and had put some wins together and were playing extremely well and they we, you know we watch them play york and it's a four-point game with about three to go in the third. And they're there, man. They're hanging. They're athletic. They get up and down the floor. They got a real good five, their first five. Uh, they get a little tricky in their bench area. But they got kids that can shoot. They got kids that can post up. They got a great array of stuff uh, that make it hard on a basketball team. And then York went on a big run in the third and got up about 15. So it went from four to 15 in about a three-minute span. And they kind of pulled away right there, and it went from there uh, i thought you know 
from an athletic standpoint and a lot of things, they're a little bit better. We got out to about an eight-point lead early. Uh, Silas picked up his second, and there you go again. And we have to sit him. We don't put him back in the whole first half. And uh, we put in some kids that normally have probably didn't get that many minutes, and they did a great job. Uh, Colin Fowler hit some big shots. Jordan Lohorn hit some big shots. We hit some shots from outside. So we go from down after we took Silas out to getting back up, and we went into half with a lead, and I told Coach Phillips, I said, man, we couldn't have asked for anything better from our bench kids. They they saved the day. Uh, they did good with Drew, and Brandon Dillon played extremely well that game, and then Silas had a great second half. I think Silas ended up with 26. Brandon ended up with 17. And those usually are the two that's got to play well for us to to, to be successful. And that was a, that was a big win. Uh, against Bledsoe to, to get some momentum going into the tournament. Knew we'd play Smith or Cannon either way. And it just so happens that we're, you know, Smith got beat by two in the district championship. And uh, that's where we're going. So we're excited and ready to go. Familiarity will not be a problem in this game against Smith County. You've played them three times in the regular season. And each time, Coach, you got a little bit closer. I believe the last loss was only by three points. You kind of know what to expect. What do you need to do to get over the hump and, and knock off Smith County? A very good Smith County team at that. Uh, limit the threes. Uh, don't get out scrapped. Don't get out hustled because they're guard oriented. Uh, they get up and down the floor. Uh, contain West. Caesar said and done. The kid's a great player. Uh, I was at Smith two years prior to coming to Monterey. I've been around those kids. They're great kids. Uh, they're very competitive. They, they love to win. You know, it's just a lot of good relationships I left over there. I uh, like those kids a lot. It'd be a great win for us to go down there and play well on Saturday and, and hopefully that we can execute well. I think we're going to have to make some outside shots. I think they're going to really put a lot of pressure on Silas in middle. He's done a great job of kicking it out for open looks. I think if we can make enough of those open looks and, and, and bury them, I think we'll be fine. And then we've got to shoot free throws well, which is something – even in the Bledsoe game, we struggled down at the end to really put the game away. And we just, you know, it's something we've struggled with. That's something we're going to have to overcome and do a, a better job of if we plan to advance and and just learn to, to make a winning play late in the game uh, when, when it's time to make it. The time when we went down to Smith, the last time we were up one with about 30 seconds to go, and we, if we just get a stop, and we don't, and we end up missing twice, and we end up, they hit a last second three to beat us down there. I think we lost by four or five here. The game in November when we played them early, I think we were up one with about four and a half minutes to go in the game, and we get beat 14. Uh, so every game we've been in it, uh, I don't think they're going to do anything we haven't seen. Uh, it's just at that point, it's who can make the right plays and take care of the basketball, and, and you'll get out of there with a win. We're speaking with Monterey Wildcats and basketball coach Linus Martin on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, how do you feel about your team's mindset as you step on into region play tonight? I feel like this is, in all honesty, sometimes we've struggled with practice and just kind of, you know, just just the body language sometimes has worried me. Uh, I feel like lately it's been better. I I think it's at a point in the year uh, the kids are are practicing better. I think they're they're believing in it a little bit better. I've tried to back off as a coach, not being on them as much. Uh, You know, those are tough things sometimes if that's the mindset that I have. And I think those things have all gelled and worked together. 
seems like everything's a little bit better, and you want that right frame of mind going into those games. And you'll know right off the bat if your team is engaged or are they going to be in it. They've got to come to play, man. Smith, if they do anything, you know, it's always, man, just don't get out scrapped. Because those kids play hard. And uh, if we can match their effort and their intensity, uh, I think it'll be a great game. I, I expect nothing less to be the end of the game in the fourth quarter with a chance to win. That's that's what we're hoping for. That's what we think is going to happen. And at that point, the team that can execute the best will win. Awfully hard to beat a team four times in one season. Monterey, I think, has got a great chance tonight. Coach, good luck to you and your team against Smith County and hopefully moving forward in the tournament. You bet, Tom. Thanks for having me, bud, and you always continue to do a terrific job, bud. The Van Buren County Lady Eagles are on their way to the semifinals of their region tournament in Region 3-1A. After getting a win the easy way on Friday nights, the Chattanooga Girls Leadership Academy opted to forfeit their game to Van Buren County. Thus, Van Buren will move on to play Copper Basin. Coming up on Monday night in the region tournament semifinals, Coach Tyler Sapp of the Van Buren County Lady Eagles joining us on the high school playbook. Coach, what uh, what led to the forfeit and the decision for the Chattanooga Girls Leadership Academy just to forfeit last night's game? Um, she didn't really say. She just said that uh, they she just gonna, was going to talk to the kids and then let me know something. And then they, she let me know that they weren't going to they were not going to come play Friday night. Of course. We had three ten, three games in our in our region that was like that. Uh, you know, Hardy Hardy Memorial didn't didn't go play, and then uh, Lookout Valley's girls canceled their season early on in the year, so they didn't play either in the region games. So we had we had three three semifinal games in our region that didn't happen. Seems sad that you know a team gets so far into the season on into the postseason and then has to forfeit. But I know sometimes circumstances can't be helped. From your perspective, coach, it's a win and you move on to the semifinals, but I kind of feel like you much would have rather played, seeing how it's going to be about nine days now in between games. Would you rather kind of gotten out there and knocked the rust off Friday night? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, that, that's that's one concern is not being at, not playing in so long um, because you you just it, it's it's different. It, it doesn't matter how bad how bad you're going to beat somebody or or whatever. It, it's still. You used to get out there and have that experience, you know, go to the line, do the starting lineups, play a real game with real officials and all that stuff. And, you know, it's, it's going to be a long layoff for us. Have you been working a little extra maybe in practice, especially knowing early in the week that you weren't going to play Friday night, maybe a few extra scrimmages? Have you put that kind of work in? Yeah, I mean, we get uh, we, we get the JV boys to come in there and kind of play against us a little bit. Um give us a little bit of extra competition and stuff like that because um, and we when we've had to do that many years because of us not having any uh in, you know our numbers were always so low before with six seven eight kids we can't even we can't even scrimmage you know because um, that's not really the case now but still you know they come in there and help us and try to get that competitiveness up against us because we got we do have six eighth graders on the team too so they're kind of it's kind of it's kind of a big drop off from my starting five to those eighth graders just because they're so young you mentioned those eighth graders, and I want to talk about pros and cons of having eighth graders. I'm sure you have some with talent that contribute, but from their perspective, you know, how much do they are they able to help? And, and on the flip side of that, how much will it help them moving forward to have that experience on the high school level at, at the eighth grade level? Yeah, um, some, of them are, some of them are able to help a lot, and then, you know, obviously some of them aren't. It's just, it's just, it's just the way it is. Of course, like I said, I've got six of them, so – it's kind of 
you know, I've got a few more that can help versus normally where they kind of just come in. But the biggest reason we bring them up is because they get to come in, they get to feel the speed of the game. We get, they get to play some – we played three JV games this year, so they get to play some high school JV games as an eighth grader and play against bigger, bigger, stronger, and older kids. And it's just a big help for them to understand the speed of the game. And every one of them has gotten varsity games this year because we've had some blowouts where they've been able to get in and score points and, and get varsity points in eighth grade. So that's huge experience for them. I know that's going to be a big benefit for them on down the road as they get into sophomore, junior, and then senior years. They'll have five years of high school experience under the belt. That'll be fantastic for them. Coach, you got on a roll there in the month of February, won, I believe, seven or eight games there in a row. What was it that kind of sparked that big win streak for you and really got the team playing its best basketball of the year? Um, Well, we got healthy, number one. Um, I got Emily back from knee injury, and then, we got Greta back from her little bout of sickness, and then uh, Layla kind of got better too from her little bout, her little round of sickness. So we kind of, we just kind of got, we got healthy, and uh, and you know we we were playing, we were playing our best basketball. And we played Whittle really tough in the district championship, um, and ended up losing to them by six. But uh, you know we're, we're getting healthy and at the right time, hopefully. We're speaking with Coach Tyler Sapp. He's the head basketball coach of the Van Buren County Lady Eagles this morning on the high school playbook. Coach, Monday nights, uh, barring another forfeit, it's a Copper Basin for you in the region tournament semifinals. What do you know about Copper Basin right now? Um, they're it's kind of hard to get stuff on them, to be honest with you, because they're so far away over there. Um, you know, they're at the they're on the North Carolina line almost. So, uh, and they don't they don't put a lot of stuff on Coach T. I did find some stuff on Max Press. But they got a few they got a few pretty good players. Uh, they run a defense that's familiar to us, so we should be. We should be okay in that, in that, in that, uh, in that area. You talked about Whitwell, and you've played them three times a season. You've had some close losses to them, and you very well might see them again in the region tournament championship. We don't want to jump ahead too far, but just the the possibility exists. What is it with Whitwell that your team has had some struggles with, and and what do you feel like you need to do to kind of overcome them if you do meet them for a fourth time? Um, they they they're they're really long. Um, they they're really disciplined defensively. They got a lot of they got a lot. They the they get deflections. They they make us turn the ball over and really make us speed up and play fast. And that that's the biggest thing that uh, we have to focus. We had 21 turnovers in the district championship game. It's gonna be tough to beat anybody with 21 turnovers. And we were right there with them with six. Um, so we just got to take care of the ball and don't beat ourselves. And we're and we'll and we'll be fine against them. All right. Well, Coach, we hope you get to that region tournament championship game and, again, may very well see Whitwell. But, of course, the focus right now coming up on Monday night as your Van Buren County Lady Eagles get set to take on Copper Basin. Coach Tyler Sapp, our guest this morning on the high school playbook. Coach, best of luck to you Monday night and moving forward in the region tournament. Thank you. The Cookville Cavaliers get set to take on Hendersonville tonight in the region 5-4-A opener. We'll talk to Cavaliers head coach Josh Hurd. When we come back to the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. This is the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Covering high school sports from Jamestown to McMinnville. One minor change to report tonight in the quarterfinal round of the boys region tournaments. Livingston Academy will be playing Page High School tonight in the first round of the region 4-3A tournament. But due to some damage to the basketball goals at Page High School, that game has been moved to Brentwood High School 
Again, Livingston Academy will take on Page tonight, 7 o'clock, same start time, and that game will be played at Brentwood High School due to the damage at Page High School. Meanwhile, the Cookville Cavaliers will be taking on Hendersonville at home tonight in the opening round of the Region 5-4A tournament. Coach Josh Hurd of the Cavaliers joining us on the high school playbook. Coach, what do you expect to see from Hendersonville tonight? Uh, I mean, I've seen film on them. I've seen three games on them so far. So you know, they, they, they come out playing man-to-man defense and just playing tough and playing strong. You know, it's hard to say. You know, most teams, you know, in our district, you know, they, they, they zoned us up um, because of our guard play. You know, it's hard, hard to really say what they're going to come out and do. You know, I, I just expect them to try to do their strengths, which is come out and play man-to-man. So hopefully we'll be ready for it. Coach, how difficult is it to gauge the teams in that other district? I know Hendersonville uh, split with Wilson Central, lost to Green Hill. Do you see any kind of comparison of those teams in that district compared to District 9-4A? Yeah, you know, we played station camp, you know, the first part of the year, and, and basically those guys play a similar defense. You know, they get up, they, you know, they, they hand-check you, they, they beat, they, they're physical with you on the ball um, and off the ball, so... You know, we just got to be ready for that part of it. You know, they um, hopefully we can, you know, just adapt to it the same way we did the you know, the third time we played Green Hill. Um, so that's what we've been talking to about, you know, in practice. Just, you know, guys, this is going to be Green Hill all over again, just getting up in us, holding us, hand-checking us, being physical with us. And we just got to um, just be strong with the ball, you know, and hopefully we can get to the foul line like we did against Green Hill. Going back to Green Hill, you beat them Saturday night for the first time this season, 61-52 to in the tournament semifinals. Shot very well in the fourth quarter from the free throw line at 14-15. of How proud were you of your team's performance and finally getting over the hump against Green Hill? Yeah, I was very proud of them. You know, that was actually one of the keys um, to the game that we talked about in the locker room before coming out, um, that we need to shoot more free throws than them. You know, um, and that just goes to just you being tough, just being tough with the ball and strong with the ball. You know, that was what we were trying to get at. So, you know, for us to come out and do that in the fourth quarter and, and actually be good enough to make those free throws, I mean, that's that's very big because, you know, there's plenty of times that we've seen teams go 50% or 60% from the free throw line. But I was very pleased about us for getting there for one and then just making the shots for two. Coach, then you turn around Tuesday night, you get Lebanon, and you've had some dog fights this season with Lebanon. They get up on you early in the basketball game, build up a big lead there in the first quarter. But your team fought and scrapped, uh, lose by only eight points. Were you proud of your team's kind of resiliency that they just didn't throw in the towel and they were able to battle back and make it a game late? Yeah, you know, I, I really was. You know, when I told the guys after the game, I said, you know, we – we just ran out of gas. You know, we, we fought so hard to get back into the game um, because we weren't ready to play in the first five minutes of it. Late in the fourth quarter, we just got tired and just, you know, just kind of just ran out. But, you know, they know what opportunity we just let slip between our fingers, you know, and, and they know how bad it was. You know, we, we've watched film on that already about just showing them our effort on film about why we gave up those 19 points. And just just not being physical with the ball and not being smart with the ball. So, but hopefully, you know, we're we're ready to go and just just come out and take care of the basketball. We're speaking with Cookville boys head basketball coach Josh Hurd on the high school playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, how is the mindset of your team and how has it been since you started postseason play? Uh, I think they've been keyed in and locked in. You know, um, uh, Coach Hill has has talked to the boys about. Um, before practice, just about still being hungry, you know. Even though we're we're late in the season and 
Uh, we weren't able to win the district championship. You know, that was one of the keys that we talked about, winning the district championship and getting to the region championship game. And for us to, to get there and not win it, you know, we wanted to make sure that we were still we still had that same hunger uh, even after that game. So, you know, we've been making things competitive in practice, you know, just to make sure that we, we, we keep those competitive juices going. You know, I, I think we're still we're still mentally strong. We got some boys on the team that, that they don't want their season to end. You know, they, they really want to keep playing. They really want to do something different than other teams have done. So hopefully we can come up and just be very, very strong. Coach, your son Joshua was offered his first Division I scholarship earlier this week as Tennessee Tech made an offer. And for the folks out there, if you didn't know it, Joshua, just a sophomore, from both a coach and a parent perspective, how proud of and happy for Josh were you upon learning of this uh, scholarship offer from Tech? As a parent, I mean, it's super excited. You know, my, my, my wife, she was super proud of him, super excited. You know, just being able to, to get an offer and to be able to extend your education for free. You know, that is, that is one of the biggest things that we've talked about uh, with all of our kids, you know, to be able to, to extend that and to use what God gave you and to, you know, hopefully get it for free. You know, he's, he's, he's worked on his game every single year, every single summer. He's, he's gotten better. You know, so from a dad standpoint, I'm, I'm extremely proud of him, you know, not just on the court, but also off the court. You know, he's uh, a great student, a great kid. Um, you know, it's always makes me proud when I hear teachers come to me and say, you know, I'm, I'm glad I got your kid in my class. You know, that right there actually makes me feel about equal to when I see him, you know, score 30 in a game. <laughs> um, so, I'm, you know, very proud of him for that. And from a coaching standpoint, you know, it you know, it kind of validates what you do in practice and what you do in the off season about about pushing pushing those kids every every single day and how hard you push them because, you know, benefits can, can happen like this. Um, you know, it's not too often that you have someone I can't even remember the last time someone from Cookville was offered a D one scholarship as a sophomore. So for us to have that happen, you know, that is that is awesome just from our coaching standpoint and, you know, from our team standpoint. It's very exciting, and I'm sure Joshua's going to get more offers before all is said and done, but uh, just shows what kind of a fantastic player he is and student in the classroom as well. Coach Josh Hurd has been our guest this morning on the High School Playbook. Coach, thank you so much for the time. Best of luck to you in the tournament. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. The basketball season ends for the Jackson County Lady Blue Devils. We'll talk to head coach Jim Brown when we come back to the High School Playbook live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive in Cookville. Bobcats to Tigers. They all get along here. Talking prep sports. The high school playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. The season's came to a close for the Jackson County Lady Blue Devil basketball team on Friday night as they traveled to Westmoreland and lost to one of the top teams in the state of Tennessee in the 2A classification. Westmoreland, 51-23. Coach Jim Brown of the Lady Blue Devils joining us via telephone on the high school playbook. Coach, you met Westmoreland once earlier in the season as well. What was it that they were able to do to cause issues for your team? Well, uh, I mean, Westmoreland's got one of the best teams in the state. Uh, uh, very, very solid. Got a big, uh, big junior class and three seniors. Uh, extremely good defensively. They're, they're solid defensively, man. It's, it's, it's anybody you'll see. Uh, you know, we, we went over there and started the season and we scored 11 points. 
in that game. So, you know, like last night we had to score 23. Uh, and, and really it was a, you know, a tight competitive game for about the first quarter and a half. And just, uh, then uh, we just turned it over too much and, and they were able to capitalize on that. But, uh, uh, you know, I was pretty proud of the way we went over and played last night. Seeing that Westmoreland team, do you feel like they're going to be a team that will be a, possibly a contender even to get to the glass house and compete for a state title? I mean, I, I really I really think of our region. I think it'll be Westmoreland and York in the finals, and, and, and I, I really expect both those teams to, to advance to, to, to Murfreesboro. Uh, you know, obviously, whoever has to travel, we're likely to have to go to East Nashville on a little tougher road, but I, I, I think those two teams can, can compete with anybody in two A in the state. Coach, through the adversity that you battled through preseason, early part of the season, did you see some gradual improvement in the team? And do you feel like you know you were seeing some good things toward the end of the season from your basketball team? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we we, we got better. We, we improved. Uh, you know, and in the majority of the games, I mean, you know, we we were able to play well enough defensively that. You know, we, we gave her a chance, you know, ourselves a chance to, to be in the game. We just we just have a hard time uh, scoring and, uh, you know, and kind of putting that together. And, uh, you know, we, we, we got better, but you know, still it was really hard on us to you know, put up enough points. I mean, basically we had to make sure we kept somebody under 40 points to, to have a chance at all. And it was just difficult to win games that way. You know, it's always just kind of a sudden halt once the season ends, I guess, and uh, kind of an emotional time for, for some players at times. And, Coach, did it kind of feel that way last night that just all of a sudden it's just over and it just doesn't seem like it should be right now? Well, I agree, you know, because you know, especially uh, you know, when you get in that tournament format and you, know, you get one out of the way and then you right away, you know, two or three days later trying to get ready for for the next one, it's a bit of a rush, but uh, our kids pretty emotional last night. We had the one senior, Emma Steff, and uh, you know, obviously she is emotional in the last high school game, and it's a, it's a tight knit group, so, so they all felt for her. So, but uh, it's, it's, a, it's a good group of kids, and I, I think I think things worth the season. We're speaking with Jackson County girls head basketball coach Jim Brown on the high school playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, you mentioned your lone senior, Emma Stepp. If you would talk about her four years with the program and just the strides that you saw in her individual game. Well, Emma, Emma got in uh, uh, immediately her freshman year, probably before she was ready for it, because we didn't have a lot of size at that time and uh, had, had lost pretty much everybody from from the previous year. So, uh, and, and that's tough when when you're really not ready to play and you get thrown in there. It's, it's hard to get much confidence doing that, but. Uh, I mean, Emma developed and got better over, over four years as a basketball player, and she's just an outstanding young lady. You know, I don't, I don't know what you know her, her life and, and the path that, that she takes when, when she gets done, but uh, she, she's going to be successful because she, she does things the right way. You have two players that earned all-district honors this year, Jacqueline Agee and Riley Thomas. Coach, what makes those two young ladies special, and what do you expect from them moving forward? Well, I mean, they, they, they were the two that definitely carried us, uh, especially offensively, what we're able to generate. Uh, you know, Jacqueline's a post player. And, uh, you know, had a really good year. Uh, you know, so we wound up shooting 58% from the 
from the field. We just, you know, had a hard time getting to the ball down there. And, and uh, you know, Rod Riley uh, was, our, was our leading three-point shooter and, and then did the lava ball nailing for us. So, uh, you know, they, they, they had to do quite a bit. So, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, as you want from any player, they, they continue to improve and add some things to their game. And, and hopefully we can get some others to, to step up and, and kind of help balance them out a little bit offensively. I guess it may be a little too soon to look too far ahead into next season, but you took a lot of bumps and bruises this year, and again, only one senior, and I know it's a key senior that's stepping away, but Coach, looking ahead maybe a little bit to next year, York Institute seems like they're always going to be tough. Monterey's young, but building and improving, it seems like. Bledsoe, it's Aquachee County. Do you feel like this team, this Jackson County team, can take some steps forward coming up next season? I do. I think so. Uh, you know, if these kids We'll stick with it, and uh, you, you know I think I think we've got a really good uh, uh, rising freshman class that, that are coming over. And some of those kids are, are going to be able to help us right away, and uh, you know, we we got quite a bit of help out of one of the freshmen this time in Club Eighty. So expect her to develop and, and get better, and then oh, hopefully some of those other freshmen that we had this year that will be rising sophomores will uh, take that next step and, and help us at the varsity level as well. Well, it's a program with a lot of history and prestige, and I know we'll be seeing Jackson County bouncing back soon. Jackson County Lady Blue Devils coach Jim Brown joining us on the high school playbook. Coach, thank you for the time and uh, wish you the best moving forward. Uh, thank you so much. appreciate all you guys do. The Cumberland County Jets travel down to Lincoln County tonight to open play in the Region 4-3A tournament. After finishing in fourth place in the recent District 7-3A tournament, Coach Taylor Danny of the Cumberland County Jets joining us on the hotline this morning. Coach, you had a couple of tough losses in the semifinal round and the uh, district tournament consolation game, both by two points. Have the players bounced back emotionally from those two heartbreaking losses in the district tournament? Yeah, they seem to. You know, it was a really tough couple days. You know, the White County game, we were, uh, you know, right there up the whole game. We guarded our backsides off. We just couldn't make enough shots. Uh, you know, the, the Livingston game, we made some shots. We didn't guard it maybe as good as we uh, as good as we could have, but uh, you know so obviously they were down losing on two basically buzzer beaters two days in a row is tough, uh, but they seemed to bounce back. We had a really uh, really good week of practice this week. Coach, you had White County like three times in the span of a week. How really tough was that? And uh, what about White County really gave you some matchup problems? You know, they do a really good job. Uh, Coach Mitchell does a good job. They're really patient offensively, and they play really good defense. So, uh, you know, it's it's a tough matchup for anybody. But like you said, you know, we had them two days in a row and then played them again, uh, you know, uh, a week later there. So, yeah, they're, uh, they're really tough. They've got some size. They've got kids that make shots. They're a really tough team to match up with. You did get a big win in the district tournament over DeKalb County, 67-39 to in the quarterfinal round. Seems like everything put together for your team against the DeKalb team that – you know, you had played close with in both regular season meetings. What stood out about your team's performance against the Cab? You know, we were really locked in, especially defensively. Uh, you know, they uh, I think we held them to 15 points in the first half, and none of those shots were open. I mean, of the 15 points they scored, they were all contested shots, too. So uh, my kids were really dialed in defensively. Uh, we let our defense turn into some offense and got some easy buckets there. So it was really good. We came out with the right, right, right mindset because it was a winner-go-home game. So I was really proud of how uh, how they came out and played it. Coach Danny, have you emphasized defense maybe a little bit more since you've gotten into the postseason, knowing that could be very vital, especially the deeper you get into the postseason? 
Absolutely, you know, and that's what that's what we talked to him about. Defense and rebounding, they travel no matter what gym you go to, no matter how long the bus ride is. Uh, some nights you're just not going to make shots. I don't care how good you shoot it or where you're playing at, but defense and rebounding you can bring with you every night. We're speaking with Coach Taylor Denny, the head basketball coach of the Cumberland County Jets on the high school playbook as his team gets set Take a long bus ride down to Lincoln County to play tonight in the region tournament opener. Coach, it is a long bus ride. Well, what do you know about Lincoln County? They come in 23-5 and five on the season. Yeah, they're a really good team. They've got some size. They've got some guards that make shots. They play really, really hard. They're really physical, so it'll be a tough challenge for us. But I think, uh, I think the boys are ready to go and are up to the task. You know, people look at these long bus rides, I guess, maybe a different way. What's your viewpoint on that? Is it... An asset, does it kind of give you a little bit of lag when you get into the gym? What What do you see from the long bus ride when you have to go play in such a big game? You know, these kids, uh, especially now, they're used to, to long car rides in the summer to play at, at summer camp or to play in AAU tournaments. So I don't think it's as big of a deal uh, as long as they come in with the right mindset and ready to go. If they're focused on that bus ride, I don't think it'll hurt us at all. Coach, I want to talk about some of your all-district performers, and I've heard more than one coach talk about they felt like Cumberland County probably had the most talent top to bottom than any team in the district this year. You had the MVP in Jackson Inman, uh, first-teamer in Cole Torres, second-teamer in Carson Canaster, and an all-defensive team member in Jackson Reed. Talk about your all-district all performers and just uh, what they've meant to your basketball team this season. Yeah, my kids are, uh, my kids are fantastic. Obviously, Jackson Inman won the MVP. He's really talented. He can score the ball from all three levels. He competes really hard. He guards it. Uh, he, he does a fantastic job. Uh, Cole Torres was a first-team guy, uh, you know, makes some really good decisions for us. His defense has come a long way uh, this season. That's the thing I'm probably most proud of. Uh, Carson can answer, does a lot of different things for us. Some nights he scores, some nights he defends. Uh, so, so he, and he's come a long way, uh, especially in the second half of the year. And then Jackson Reed, you know, he doesn't, uh, doesn't have a, a – a lot of flashy stats, but we couldn't do what we do on defense without it. He communicates, he rebounds, he slides over and takes charges. Uh, you know, he switches when we need him to switch. He does a fantastic job. And, of course, I've got other kids, uh, you know, that do their job as well. But I was really happy that those four kids got recognized at the end of the year. The seniors on your squad, do they look at, the you know, moving forward in the postseason with a bit more sense of urgency, especially these next couple of games because you got to win two in order to keep your season going? Absolutely. I think they do. And we've talked about that some. You know, hey, guys, we don't have any more redos for a while. Uh, you know, you've got to come in ready to play every single time because if you don't, the other team's going to. And we've got a lot of guys who won't get to put that Cumberland County jersey on anymore. So we've talked about that some. And I think they know, too, okay, hey, it's, it's winter go home time. It's time to, uh, time to be locked in and ready to go. The fact that everyone in District 7 this year seems like you've beaten up on each other all season long, is that going to give everybody a little bit more of an edge, you think, moving into the region tournament? I think so. You know, we've all, uh, and for the most part, we all scheduled really tough and out of league play, too. Uh, I, I know we did. And then we've all kind of beaten up on each other. So I think, uh, you know, when you get into region play, uh, nothing should surprise you, whether it's, you know, getting up or getting down in a game. Uh, what a team throws at you because you've kind of seen it all at this point. So hopefully that plays into our advantage. Well, Coach, we wish you the best of luck tonight going down to Lincoln County. Looking for a deep postseason run. Good luck to you and the Cumberland County Jets. Awesome, sir. I appreciate you having me on.
We'll take a look at tonight's region tournament boys games when we come back to wrap up the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. The High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. The Upper Cumberland's high school players and coaches gather here. Boys Regional Tournament quarterfinal round games will be played tonight across the state of Tennessee. Games involving uh, schools around the Upper Cumberland in Region 3-1A tonight. It'll be Van Buren County at home to take on Sale Creek. Region 4-1A will see Clay County hosting Knowledge Academies, while Pickett County will be at home against Joe Burns. Region 3-2A, Jackson County, the winner of the District 5-2A tournament, will host Watertown tonight. York Institute will be at home against Westmoreland, while Monterey will hit the road to take on Smith County, fourth meeting of the year between those two teams. In Region 4-3A, White County will be hosting Lawrence County tonight. Stone Memorial will be at home as they'll welcome Tullahoma. Livingston Academy will be taking on Page. And again, a reminder, that game has been moved to Brentwood High School. Livingston still will be on the road, but there's some damage to the basketball goals, as we understand, at Page High School. That game will be played at Brentwood, and tip-off time will remain at 7 o'clock. Cumberland County tonight will be at Lincoln County. Region 3-4A, it'll be the Warren County Pioneers on the road tonight to take on Walker Valley, while Cookville will be at home to take on Hendersonville. Big thanks to our guests this morning, Coach Michael Green, Emmy Crabtree, Sage Smith, and Gabby Beatty from the York Institute Dragonettes. Also, Coach Linus Martin of the Monterey Wildcats, Coach Tyler Sapp of the Van Buren County Lady Eagles, Coach Josh Hurd of the Cookville Cavaliers, Coach Jim Brown of the Jackson County Lady Blue Devils, and Coach Taylor Denny, of the Cumberland County Jets. Big thanks to our show producer, Jacob Benson, our studio producer, Will Hearn, and our on-site producer, Franklin McCarthy. And as always, a huge thanks to the great folks at Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive in Cookville. And for this week's edition of the High School Playbook, I'm Tom Duggan. The High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Constructing storage buildings of all sizes for your backyard. The perfect shed, added storage from Mountain Barn Builders. Online at mountainbarnbuilders.com. Or see your building up close, Highway 127. Get the scouting report on all the week's prep action. Online now, ucsportsnation.com.